I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. Our gospel lesson today is taken from Matthew chapter 18. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay. So his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me. I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. This fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me. I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset, and they went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Starting a series this morning that I'm using different board games. Now, board games may be kind of obsolete for some, as a lot of the games have become electronic. But these are still opportunities to not only sit down across the table uh, with family members and friends, but they can be a life lesson for us. I have this morning to begin our series, the board game, Sorry. Hopefully this is not a brand new game. Hopefully you're kind of familiar with this board game. But Sorry is a game where it's four to six players. Ages six and up are recommended in playing this. The board game itself is you receive three different pawns that you, little markers, and they're all the same color. You move them from your starting position around the board to home. And the first one to get all three of their pawns home is the winner of the game. Now that can be pretty strategic. Sorry. I will set it here. <laughs> that can be very strategic for people because you 
you move according to what card you draw from a pile. And there are numbers in the pile and different strate uh, strategic moves come with different cards that you pick up, but especially the card that's marked sorry. The card that's marked sorry, you can take your pawn wherever it is on the board and change it with the person, any person that's on the board, hopefully one that's kind of close to your home base, and send them back to start. And so the name sorry comes from the fact that you are strategically promoting your own pawns and getting them home before anybody else and apologizing very humbly to those that are playing the game with you. Sorry, <laughs> right? The message of sorry, it's interesting too and kind of taking a look at this that 2017 in July, there was a report that came out about the culture in China having to do with apologies. And the question was, does an apology contradict or conflict with saving face in China? The response was definitely. You see, in China, to admit that you have done something wrong is a way of losing face admitting that you have done something against someone else is losing face and in that culture that is humiliating it can actually be a status breaker you can lose your reputation by losing face they don't have anything in the language where we would say excuse me there is nothing in chinese for that word because that is a very simple way of saying I've done something wrong I apologize for it excuse me for that they don't have a word for it they don't say it this is carried over also in their news if you were to watch a broadcast in China and actually be able to understand it their news tends to be very positive they broadcast the positive events in life rather than like our news because in order to broadcast anything other than the positive is to admit that there are problems and lose face. So they don't do it. Kind of a misunderstanding of what we talk about when we talk about seeking forgiveness. Now, one of the things about forgiveness that is often contradictory that I hear people getting hung up on is that forgiveness does not mean finally concluding that whatever you did or whatever was done to you just didn't really matter that much, so oh well, kind of forget it is where we go when we think of forgiveness that is not the case when the bible talks about forgiveness it does not talk about the fact that nothing happened sin is sin 
and sin is wrong. There's nothing in the Bible that contradicts that. But there's this misunderstanding. You see, Peter in our scripture today thought he got it. And we're thinking, where did Peter come up with seven times? You know, forgive somebody seven times. The Jewish tradition at that time, their belief was that you only needed to forgive someone three times. That'd be kind of nice to nice to have. That'd be a good tradition, right? A great practice because they believed in Scripture that they understood that's how many times God would forgive them. And so people could not be more forgiving than God. So three times was the practice. Amos is one of the prophets in the Old Testament that particularly talks about that, about forgiving the three times. Now, Peter, having traveled and listened to Jesus and traveled with him, kind of got the fact that forgiveness was a little bit more than what tradition practiced. And so he thought he was being extremely generous. What he did was he doubled that three times and added one more just for grace's sake. (laughs) So when he thought going up to Jesus and saying, how many times should I forgive someone seven times? He thought he would get praised, that Jesus would be so proud of him to have gone way above what tradition said. And instead, Jesus comes back with, no, you are to forgive 70 times seven What that means is, it's not that we're just to keep count. It means that we are to lose count. That Jesus is telling us that forgiveness, that God's forgiveness of us is limitless. God forgives us over and over and over without limit. And so... We have this this limitless forgiveness. And then he gives us the parable. And to understand the parable, to put it in perspective, we have a debt that needs to be paid. And I'll start with the smaller debt, the debt that was owed the servant by another That debt in scripture actually talks about a debt that's about four months wages. If we were generous in today's society on an average and say someone makes about $10 an hour, works 40 hours a day, 40 hours a week, I mean, not 40 hours a day, I know, I heard that. (laughs) 40 hours a week, yeah, I feel like I work 40 hours a day. 40 hours a week we come up to $6,400. That's a significant debt, right? I mean, in today's money, that's what that would have, have translated into. However, the debt that the king 
forgave the servant in today's monetary value would be about seven billion dollars the contrast here is meant to be huge what Jesus was saying is folks listen not only is forgiveness limitless but God forgives you so much more than you could ever hold against someone else. And so you are to forgive as well. You are to forgive like that. Because God has given, forgiven you so much more than that. And so we have these different points that we have that, that forgiveness is endless. It's limitless. There's no end to God's forgiveness. Now, that's great news for us, right? I mean, I have a hard time not sinning. Thought, word, deed, ugh. I'm so grateful that I can go to God and not have to worry about whether my tallies run out or not. We can go to God with it all. All the time. And God offers us that gift of forgiveness. However, we struggle to offer that as it says in the parable, to offer that to others. There was a professor, a theology professor, that was trying to make the point of forgiveness with his class. He brought in this mountain of potatoes. And he told them, he handed out sacks to each one, and he told them that they were to come up. They had to be very honest and very thoughtful. They didn't have to tell anybody else but they had to be honest with themselves about all those people that they had a grudge against, all those people that they struggled to forgive, all those people that had hurt them so badly that they wanted revenge. And they were to come up and take a potato for each person that came to mind. And so they did. They filled their stacks. Not one in the room had an empty sack. They filled their sacks with potatoes. And these were clear plastic bags. So you could see the potatoes in there. The instructions were they had to carry those potatoes with them now. Every place they went for the entire semester. Now, if you can imagine, if any of you had potatoes around for a while, you know that after a while, not only is it difficult to carry that around, wherever you go, whatever you do, whomever you are with, day or night, they had to sleep with their bag of potatoes, they begin to grow or they become stinky. 
They're a nuisance. They're smelly. They're difficult to carry around. And they're in a clear bag. They start to become really ugly. That was to remind them of what unforgiveness looks like in our lives. People actually began to avoid the class. <laughs> the people that were in the class because they knew that when they showed up, the stinky bag of potatoes came along. God's forgiveness is limitless. But the other part of that is that we are called to forgive as we are forgiven. Not just called, but commanded to do so. The New Testament is full of Jesus' teaching. Begins with the Sermon on the Mount, where he says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. The ones who offer forgiveness are the ones that will receive it. We pray it. Every single Sunday, we'll pray it as a part of our communion liturgy. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You think, well, trespasses? Trespasses are our sins. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's one and the same. We don't receive forgiveness without offering forgiveness to others. In order for us to be right with God, we have to be right with others. You see... For God, sorry is not a game that we play to put ourselves ahead of another. We don't ask for forgiveness in order to be better than someone else. For God, it's a matter of life and death. He came to us in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave his life so that we could receive the gift of God's grace and forgiveness. And as we prepare ourselves to receive Holy Communion today, we do so remembering Christ gave us this gift of this meal so that we could remember the sacrifice that he made so that we could be forgiven and extend forgiveness then to others.